G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Cigarette smoking kills one person every eight seconds around the world. Perhaps you're a smoker, or perhaps you know a smoker. Either way, there's something that you can do to save a life. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take a look at smoking from a different perspective. Cigarette smoking, it's something that I understand well because I used to be a heavy smoker. It's just over 30 years since I gave it up, but I remember it as though it were yesterday, and still today, there are some times when I feel as though I could have a smoke, frightening the grip of that addiction, and it is an addiction. And depending on where you live, you may have seen a reduction in overall levels of smoking. We certainly have here in Australia. But let's stand back. This is a global radio program heard in over 160 countries around the world, and so let's take a look at the global statistics. Here they are. About one-third of the adult male population of the world smokes, with smoking-related diseases killing one in ten adults globally. Today, that means that smoking causes four million deaths a year. But if current trends continue, by 2030, according to the World Health Organization, it will be killing one in six people. Today, one person dies every eight seconds from smoking. And why wouldn't they? About 15 billion cigarettes are sold daily. That, believe it or not, is about 10 million cigarettes every minute. And to put that into perspective, about 12 times more British people have died from smoking than died as a result of World War II. I could go on and rattle off the grim statistics ad infinitum. But you get the point, right? These days, in most countries, every cigarette packet sold comes with a warning. Hey, here in Australia, we have some of the world's toughest plain packaging and warning laws in the world, with grim photos of cancerous lungs and and feet with toes rotted off them on the cigarette packets. And by the way, those cigarettes are still hellishly expensive. So why do people start smoking? It's mostly psychological. Peer pressure for young women. People are seduced to try smoking by its glamorisation. And once they're hooked, the physical and mental addiction makes it really hard to quit. If you're a smoker, the single biggest thing that you can do to improve your health, extend your life expectancy and increase your sense of well-being is to give up smoking. As I said, just over 30 years ago, I gave up smoking. It was around 7pm on the 24th of January 1983. This is the story of how I quit smoking. It was early evening. I I was in a hospital room as I watched someone die of cancer. She'd been a smoker earlier on in her life. The cancer had spread throughout her body. She'd left a note, make this end. So they withdrew the treatment, the food and the fluids, and I watched her take her last breath. As I walked out of that room into this sterile, brightly lit hospital corridor, I threw the half-full packet of cigarettes into the grey metal bin. Cold turkey. I haven't had a cigarette since. It's a pretty dramatic way of giving up cigarettes, but then smoking has a pretty dramatic outcome. 
I'd started just a few years earlier in my late teens. I was in the Army at the Royal Military College Duntroon, the Australian Officer Training Academy. We were out on an exercise in the field and, and a huge, cold, wet storm had blown through. Young, incredibly fit men were dropping of exposure. Our packs were miles away and the trucks couldn't get through on the treacherously wet and collapsing roads. So we had no wet weather gear, we had no cold weather gear, no tents, hoochies as we called them for some reason back then. We were at the mercy of the elements. And one of the blokes generously offered me a durry, that's what we called cigarettes back then in the army. It was the only warm thing going, so I took it. Of course I coughed and spluttered as the smoke invaded my body, but that was it. That's all it took. I was hooked. Within a few weeks, I was smoking three packets of 25 cigarettes a day. That's 75 smokes every day. This was back in the days when you could smoke at your desk. I could easily go through a packet in a night out on the town with my friends. Between that and the alcohol, I'd wake up in the morning with my mouth feeling like the bottom of a cocky's cage, as we used to say. Charming. I was a chain smoker. I tried to give it up, but to no avail. As bad as it was for me, as much as it made me cough and splutter and wheeze, as much money as it cost me, and as antisocial and as disgusting a habit as it was, I simply couldn't give it up. Until I watched that woman die. The days and the weeks and the months and the years that followed weren't easy. The cravings were huge. For years later, I was still reaching to my top drawer in my desk to pull out a packet of cigarettes. I checked to make sure I had my lighter in the pocket before I went out. The thing that did it for me, one craving at a time, was the memory of watching that woman breathe her last breath and the grief that it wrought on her husband and her family. In a very real sense, her death saved my life. Of course, I can get run over by a bus tomorrow, and despite my level of health and fitness, I could prove to be a statistical aberration and drop dead of a heart attack or stroke or cancer tomorrow. That's always a possibility, but it's far less likely today than if I was still an obese smoker that I was back then. What's the lesson I learned? Simple. I, I like my body. I actually like feeling incredibly well. I like sleeping well at night and being alert during the day. I love being able to exercise. And it's a great feeling to know that all things being equal, I have a long, healthy life ahead of me. I'm, I'm now in my mid-50s. To put it bluntly, I would never ever want to go back to smoking. So given that I've made it through exactly 30 years or just a little bit more without a cigarette, you know what? I'm thinking I can probably make it through just one more day. Smoking hastened my father to an early grave. I had a good friend, Tom Curran, who died in his early 50s, and another, a work colleague, Russell Abbott, who died in his late 50s through smoking. Perhaps you're a smoker. If you're listening to this, it's time to quit. These days, your local doctor can help you. There are patches and there are sprays that can be deployed to ease you out of the dependency. I, I know how tough it is physically and psychologically. It's time to take the plunge. There are government programs available. There's all sorts of help available these days. No matter how old or how young you are, I have a simple message for you today. Don't smoke. Do whatever you have to do to give it up, craving by craving. Now, perhaps you have a loved one or a friend or a work colleague who smokes, and perhaps today God's speaking to you through what I'm saying and convicting you to get involved and to help them and to encourage them. 
I know as a non-smoker, you think it's a filthy habit and you wonder, how can they smoke? Hey, I used to smoke three packets a day and I see someone smoking now and I ask myself, how could I ever do that? But understand that they are seriously addicted. It's tough. I mean, it's really tough to give up smoking. But have the understanding and the support and the help of a family member or a friend or a work colleague is so worth it. And my friend, there is something else that you can do. If you're addicted to cigarettes, or if you have a friend who's addicted to cigarettes, God can set you free. The power of God to set you free from addiction is enormous. And I know that if you get down on your knees and you pray and you ask, the power of God will come into play. Hey, the alternative for a smoker is ending up with a massive heart attack at a young age, or lung cancer, or gangrene, or any other number of horrible things that lead to a grim and ugly death. God has a plan for our lives, and his plan is not for us to be smoking. I remember thinking to myself when I was a smoker, oh, it won't happen to me. Folks, the research is clear. The facts are in. Absolutely, it will happen to every smoker. Smoking, on average, shortens a life by, you want to know how long? Yeah, a staggering 25 years. That's a lot of living. The message is simple. Don't smoke. Too many people in this world are carrying way too much weight. And that's led to a global pandemic of metabolic syndrome, diabetes, heart attack and stroke. But it needn't be that way. Armed with a few simple facts, it turns out to be much easier than you might think to lose the weight you need to lose and keep it off permanently. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off to help you live a healthy life to a ripe old age. You can request your free copy of this booklet right now. Either stop by at christianityworks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send this booklet, Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off, straight out to you in the post. Again, that's christianityworks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.